Hello and welcome to the first ever podcast episode of Kiss the Wild Podcast with your host. That's me, Kristen Wright. So I am very excited to be here, obviously, for this first ever podcast episode. And yeah, I'm just doing it. I'm going in. We're doing this without any fancy jingles. Um, you know, fancy intros or outros and all that. It's just me showing up with this microphone in my bedroom. Um, hopefully I'll get the tech stuff figured out one day, but for now I just want to be here and I just want to share some juicy nuggets of wisdom with you and spill the deets about what my partner Robbie and I are up to for the month of July, 2022. But before I get into that, I want to just sort of let you know what this podcast is all about. So I aim to have, you know, conversations and share thoughts and ideas really in support of disrupting the status quo so that you can feel more like yourself and less like the version of you that you've been told you should be. So we're really going to look at all the places you've been told not to go, you know, maybe because they're dirty or bad or wrong. And essentially, we're going to work to make friends with those disowned parts of ourselves in order to feel whole, right? So we really want to integrate, you know, the shadows and all of the messy stuff so that we can show up as our full selves, big, beautiful, messy, you know, wild hearts. So I really want us to get intimate with these places and spaces within ourselves and within our lives. We're going to unpack all of the ways that we've been told that we should be, act, do, feel in this world and instead orientate ourselves to what's real inside of us. You know, reclaim basically that we are enough just as we are. And the way I see it, the way that we do that is through becoming intimate with these disowned, sort of wild, untamed parts of us, also known as your authentic nature. You know, the you that you showed up in this world as. So that's a little overview. And, you know, my area of expertise and the zones that I love to play in revolve around sex, sexuality, intimacy, relationships, relating, uh, menstrual cycles, emotional liberation and intelligence, birth, death. I feel like I'm missing something, but anyways, let's just start there. Okay. And now I don't really love when I listen to podcasts and the podcast host talks forever in the beginning. So I feel like you're not here for that either. You're here for the juicy goods. So without further ado, let us begin. Back in June, I approached my partner Robbie and asked him if he would be interested in exploring 30 days of physical intimacy with me in July. So we are having our hot parent summer. (laughs) It's a working title. Don't judge me. But so far, that's the best name we could come up with. And we are midway through this 
sort of exploration slash experiment. And I really wanted to share with you how it's going. Now, I would say normally we average, you know, physical intimacy about one time a week. And I feel really fulfilled. Well, we both do. We both feel really fulfilled by the quality of sex that we are having. In fact, I would say that we've both felt really surprised by how great sex has been in this past year, especially because we were in postpartum, we have two small children, and yet there was like, and has been such a deepening of the level of intimacy and pleasure that we are experiencing. It feels like it just keeps getting better and better and better for us. And so I've been fulfilled by that, right? It's been really great. And I don't often feel like I need more, especially at this stage of parenting, um, where, you know, a lot of days I am feeling super flat at the end of the day, don't have a ton of energy, or I'm feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, when the kids are napping, there's a lot on our plate that feels like it needs to get done. So my intention behind this was you know not necessarily should we be having more sex because i don't feel that way but could we you know if we showed up for one another and made it a priority could we really be having more physical intimacy or is the energy really just not there and like, yeah, let's sag out and watch Shit's Creek in the evening. Because <laughs> that's definitely where I feel like my energy is at most days. Another intention was a curiosity around what happens when we do center our pleasure and our overwhelm, you know, in a world where we are made to feel like the last thing on our to-do list should be pleasure and intimacy and connection so yeah i'm curious what that does for us individually and or for our lives for our family when we focus and prioritize being with one another in this way i still haven't formulated you know a conclusion to that but i'm hoping i'll have something for you at the end of 30 days what I do feel like is true for us right now is that if we prioritized sex, we would be having more of it at this point. So that's been interesting. <laughs> I feel like making a commitment and showing up is definitely really important. But there are a lot of other key ingredients to support that. And that is what I want to share with you today. Now there's something I want to name just right off the hop. And that is that Robbie is a school teacher, so he doesn't work in July. And that is why I felt really open and available for this exploration for us. So I feel like it's important to name because it's easy to compare ourselves to other people and we are in sort of a luxurious time-space continuum right now. If you 
would like to commit with your partner, I would just say to you, like, make it doable, make it an easy win. So if 30 days feels like a stretch, maybe choose the weekend, you know, this upcoming weekend, or, you know, the next five days or the next week, you know, do whatever feels super doable for you. There are no shoulds here. So with anything that I share with you, just please be mindful of shoulding all over yourself and just really go with what feels true and aligned for you, what lands for you, right? And I should say, what works for you. Okay, so here's what I think is important. Firstly, like I've already shared, show up for sex. Show up for physical intimacy, however that looks for you. It doesn't have to be about penetration, and as I will share, it actually shouldn't be about penetration. We should just take that off the table. And if you are someone who feels like sex is a chore or exhausting, then definitely take penetration off the table. If I'm being really honest, I definitely had apprehension, even though this was my idea um, around this 30 days of exploration, because I was fearful about my energy levels and feeling tired and just feeling like, is this something that I really want to do? Is this something that I really want to show up for? But I do feel like with the help of everything I'm going to share with you, when you show up and are just sort of open to what could be, and within that, if you show up and really honor what you need, there can be a really beautiful opening within that. So there have been a lot of juicy escapades that we've had that I would not have been in the mood for had I not shown up and asked for what I was in the mood for. Now, how can you make sex something you want to show up for? Like I said, first, dropping the goal of penetration. So feeling like you have to get engage in penetrative sex if you're feeling tired, you know, overwhelmed, burnt out, etc., it just might feel exhausting to even think about that, right? So let's drop that goal and instead just allow yourself to show up with presence. Now being present means asking for what you want, which means you need to know what you want, which can be a whole other thing, right? Maybe you need to take some time to solo explore your body and figure out what feels good for you so you have your own unique pleasure pathway and you have certain things that are unique to you that turn you on so making a sexy date with yourself exploring your body can be really really powerful for you to feel really confident in that knowing of like what lights you up and when you know that you're more able to ask for it right now you can explore by exploring different kinds of touch, you know, different strokes. You can explore depth of touch, you know, lighter touch, medium touch, hard touch. You can explore different um, speeds of which, how you're touching yourself. You can explore movement, you can explore positions. So really get creative. A lot of us haven't been given free reign to touch our body and feel empowered in our pleasure. 
And what can happen with that is that we can end up projecting all of our sort of feel good onto somebody else. We might need our partners to come and rescue us or turn us on, you know, give us an orgasm, which can lead to some really unhealthy relational dynamics. And within, you know, this exploration of body, it's also really worthwhile to unpack some of the inherited sexual shame that we all carry. So you might have the inherited belief that sex is a sin. And if that's the case, it would really make sense why you wouldn't want to show up regularly for sex, right? You might have the inherited belief that, you know, being a slut is a really bad thing. And so the repression of like your lusty self is holding you back from really going after what you want in the bedroom. So reclaiming that aspect of yourself, you know, looking at the ways in which we've been shamed in our sexuality is really, really um, a great way to peel back some of these layers that can be holding us back, especially as it relates to our desire. So you might want to sit down with a journal and ask yourself the questions, you know, what have I learned about sex from my culture, my family, my society, my friends, you know, my teachers, that kind of thing. And this is really what my course coming home is all about. So if you feel like that this is something you'd like to work on for yourself, then definitely keep your ears open for when enrollment happens again. I'm not sure when that'll be, but it'll be again one day. Okay, so stay tuned. Now, being present is also about following impulses. And I just, mm, I feel like this is where... This is where it's all, this is what it's all about. I think we can get really hung up because of all the conditioning we have around sex, sort of looking, needing to look and be a certain way, which is very performance based. And if you are performing sex all of the time, then it's really no wonder that it could feel exhausting, right? If we're showing up and needing to act a role in the bedroom versus following our impulses and following what's alive. Now, sometimes we're acting or performing or in our head because of body shame and sort of the inherited cultural myth of how our body is supposed to look and having that really hold us back. So I really want to offer a lot of compassion because it is really hard to untangle from, you know, the ways in which we've been told our body should look and that just like constant um, unraveling of just really honoring and accepting where we're at in a society that is really all day long trying to trying really hard to make us feel insecure in how we look if we don't look a certain way so this is where you know having tools like breathing uh, sounding organically moving in a way that delights you versus how you think you should can really help you stay in your body versus in your head And I also want to say that I think this is why it's really important to know your body and to learn about what turns you on so that you feel really empowered to ask for what you want and to center your pleasure. And I feel like the more we are connected to that feel good or what's alive in our body, the less time you'll find yourself in your head. 
And for myself, this is what has made sex like 20 million times more amazing. I find when I follow my impulses, the experience really just lights up and not just for myself, but for my partner. It really brings an aliveness to the bedroom and uh, just it's just such a turn on. That's really it is such a turn on. It makes things so hot when we are more tapped into the impulse versus just acting what we think we should be doing. So you want to drop the act and really allow that wild, unhinged, untamed aspect of yourself out into the world, out into the bedroom. And um, that can be a slow process, right? Because we really have to unwind and untangle again from the conditioning and the shame and everything else that we've inherited. So really have compassion with yourself along the way and help one another by keeping the communication lines open, you know, uh, creating intimacy through safety with one another to really explore. And one of the ways you can do that is just to have some fun with this, to really not take yourself too seriously, um, to ask, to ask your partner if it feels good and also speak up about how it feels for you. So I think when we ask our partner and we get vulnerable and again, get out of this whole inherited belief that we should kind of just like be an expert in the bedroom and be the best and and the hottest at whatever we're doing is kind of crazy. You know, just because you read a lot of articles in Cosmopolitan when you're 16 doesn't mean like you're the best at giving blowjobs. You should definitely ask your partner what feels good for them. And hopefully that will sort of um, create some reciprocity in terms of them then being curious and feeling safe and open enough to ask you what feels good for you. And within that is really following the energy of what's alive. And this is another huge key aspect of wanting to show up again and again. So if a position that previously was doing it for you is no longer, then ask to switch. If you were enjoying something, maybe it was something that your partner was doing to you and now you're not, just share with them that it was feeling really good and now it's not. Can we stop and try something else? We really want to make this an experience that we want to show up for again and again. And if you are somebody who is used to just powering through and kind of just like getting to the finish line, then this will be really important for you to really follow the energy. And so we want to drop that goal of orgasm. We don't want to make orgasm be the end-all be-all of a sexual experience. Drop that goal, get into the flow. Sex can be done when it's done. And that is a pretty huge one, you know? It's a huge dismantling of the paradigm of sex that we've all been force-fed. If you are not in this hurry to the finish line, then I really want you to slow it down. Like really slow the experience down. Let there be some foreplay. Let there be some arousal. Explore bodies. Let pleasure guide you. Let it be an adventure into the unknown. Who knows how it's going to end? Like maybe it'll be an orgasm, maybe not. Sex gets really boring and stale when we don't allow 
these things to exist in the bedroom. When we don't allow ourselves to explore, to have fun, to just show up, to stay open, to ask for what we want. When we operate from this narrative that we've been fed that like sex is just this five minute trip to pound town where both people are orgasming simultaneously and there's a bunch of moaning like porn stars, not throwing any shade at porn stars. But if that's the only sex you're having, it would make sense that you rarely want to show up for it. All right, my friend, I feel like there's a lot there for you. It's a great start, and I definitely have intentions of showing up and sharing some more along this 30-day experience. So I just want to summarize before I head out. My partner and I are day 15 of 30 days of physical intimacy. We've had more penetrative sex than non-penetrative sex. The days that we have engaged in physical intimacy without penetrative sex, we've cuddled, we've made out, we've stroked each other's bodies, and we've done some eye gazing. Now, I felt nervous about it initially, but now I just feel juicy and hot, basically. Like, I actually feel a little bit like we're in the honeymoon phase of our relationship again, where... I'm just really noticing my partner and feeling a lot of lust and desire for him. And that's pretty fun at this stage in our lives. We just celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. We have two little kids at home and we're feeling Twitterpated. We are in like the spring of our relationship or our desire for one another. Actually, the word spring just reminded me, and this is something that I didn't name earlier, but I have just also been in the ovulation phase of my cycle. So cycles can play a huge role in desire. And, you know, ovulation follicular phase is definitely the juicier part of my cycle. So I'm very curious to see how things go for us as we dip back into luteal and menstrual. Um, and obviously, I'll keep you up to date on that. But uh, definitely worth naming that in terms of how things have been for us in the last 15 days. Um, yeah, I can't say that having more physical intimacy or penetrative sex has made any feelings of sort of overwhelm or exhaustion go away for me as a tired parent who is sleep deprived. Although, you know, we are definitely having moments of just feeling obviously ecstatic and blissed out and definitely more connected to one another. So show up for sex and see what happens. Super important. Know what you want. Ask for what you want. Get out of the paradigm of needing sex to be about penetration. Slow the F down. Follow pleasure. Follow impulses. Follow the energy and really voice what you are needing moment to moment. Honor what you need. Honor where the energy is at. Ask your partner what they need. Don't take it all so seriously. Have fun and go on a freaking adventure with one another. Just let it be like a choose your own adventure. Show up. See what happens. No shoulds. No <laughs> shoulding on one another. Just organic, you know, going with the flow. 
and I will be back to share more. If you need any support, you can definitely check out my website, therightkristen.com. I have a freebie called Reignite that has seven ideas to help build desire in the bedroom. I also have a date night series called the Together Series with lots of little date nights for you and your partner if you need some inspiration. It's all there for you. And if you have any questions or you have any feedback, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at kristen at sexloverevolution.com. So there you have it, friend. This has been the first episode of the Kiss the Wild podcast with Kristen Wright. This has been a real treat for me. I look forward to our next encounter. I wish you well. I wish you so much ecstasy, bliss, all the delicious things that you deserve in the bedroom and in your life, of course. So until we talk again, keep loving up on your wild self. And just imagine right now that you are listening to a beautiful soundscape that is the outro music that I will find for next time.